Hey everybody, welcome to another Titans of Service Now episode. Ladies and gentlemen, today I have a real treat for you. I've been waiting so long to get this man on the call. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you Hashem Gamiri, president of HGC. And the reason I have wanted him on the call for so long is that his story is so inspirational. You know, I'm, I always root for the underdogs. I know there's a lot of you out there who you don't have big backing, you don't have big funds to do it all yourself, but you're using whatever resources you can to reap the opportunity in the ServiceNow space. And Hashem's just got a brilliant story about that. So without any more hesitation, ladies and gentlemen, Hashem Gumiri. Thanks a lot, Robert. Uh, thanks for having me today and taking the time to do the podcast. It's really interesting the fact that you're taking the, your own time to provide value to the community, you know, regardless of the payout. As far as my story, it's like any other story. You know, sometimes you watch movies or you hear about, you know, celebrities like Oprah or Arnold Schwarzenegger and you like, you know, how come they succeeded? I think we all born with the same opportunities. Um, and it all depends on the culture, where we grow up, the environment and how we see ourselves. The thing is, I'm an immigrant. I moved to Canada when I was 18 years old uh, due to a civil war back in my home country in Algeria, in North Africa. Big civil war in the 90s. I got shot by a terrorist militia in, in my house uh, when we were attacked in 1995, actually February 10th, 1995. And my father decided to move, lose everything and move us to Canada. So at 18 years old, I moved with my parents. You know, we, I come from, a, I guess, a wall of family uh, back home, and we lost everything. And I remember my father, he gave me, you know, $5, and he said, this is the first and the last, you know, $5 I will give you. I remember we landed on June 26, 1996. Within two days, I found a job. I was, you know, working at $6 an hour, right? emptying trucks and put the load into pallets. And uh, it was interesting. Um, the fact is my dream at the time was to, I guess, own the suit, own the car, work in the building downtown. Um, and so I started school in, in that period. I went into cinema. I wanted to be a movie star. I guess every African wants to be a movie star and move to Hollywood, uh, which is not easy to do. And, you know, as time goes, I started working every day, uh, did odd kind of jobs. I was working from, you know, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. in the morning, going to com computer school. Once I, I stopped doing uh, cinema during the day and then programming at night. But I think the thing that helped me a lot is that I was lucky uh, to have been born very ambitious. I always believed that I can achieve more uh, than what was in front of me. And I always believed, and I still believe that we are all the same deep down. And you have nothing above me and I have nothing above you. We are all equal with equal with different opportunities obviously you know different accents different shapes different you know sizes um but i think if you work hard enough uh, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to and robert you know we know each other for what over three four years now mm -hmm. and you know we shared many stories about you know today um you know i own uh, a very successful you know service now partner company hgc with you know my business partner pietro who gave me the chance and hired me when I was 22 years old. Where we are today, uh, HGC, is due to the fact that we help young people achieve their dreams. And I think at the core of our culture is 
given chances. So I was given the chance. And I think in life, we, sometimes the door gets open and we open it and nothing is behind it. Open another door and another door until we don't know the results. We don't know if any choice is good or bad. I think the idea is to take chances and to take quick decisions. Yeah. And sometimes, too, we see that in the way we work, correct? You know, mm-hmm. you do a project and no one is making the decision. You know, we set up one-on-one. You know, let's focus, let's take decisions. And it turns into a wedding rehearsal. You know, you show up and it's like 25 people around the table and <laughs> no decision is. Yeah, I call it a wedding <laughs> So I think decision is at the core of things. I was lucky. I always consider luck is a big thing, you know, but I actually worked hard for that luck. And yeah. I continue to I work hard. Like- this what that, that's what people mean when they say make your own luck is that you've got to be working hard when luck gets there so that you can exploit it when you see it coming yeah and and i think it's very important to see it and sometimes you don't see it when you're younger but after a couple of years you turn right. back and you say even that big failure you know it can be a relationship or it can be a, a job that you did not get or it can be anything can you i know? ask you a couple i'll ask you a couple questions sure. about you and then i want to ask a couple of ways that you know, you and HGC do that payback to the to the youth. You said you were born ambitious, but can you attribute that to anything? Like, did you have any kind of like relatives or uh, people that 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 you kind of modeled that after, or was it always just something inside you that you couldn't that you couldn't stop? Well, I guess not that I, you want to stop it, but is it is it, was it always manifest inside of you, or was it something that you learned from other people? I think it's something that you are born with. I think mm-hmm. some people are born more ambitious than others. It's because, but at the same time, how did I model myself? Honestly, I modeled myself after movies. My heroes were Arnold Schwarzenegger, were Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. You know, when you are in North Africa, even though you know we had means over there, we had good means. My father was educated. He was the only educated person in his, you know, ten brothers and sisters. So he was super smart, uh, but he was not an ambitious person, and that's fine because his goal was his family. For me, since I'm young, I always wanted to find out more. Uh, where you go from a small village by the beach, looking at Mediterranean Sea, dreaming about what's behind, and then you're there inside, and you achieve that goal, and you turn back and you're like, wow, you know, so if I can achieve this, I can achieve that. And I think that's why small goals, and it goes, you know, I'll make the prior with projects, correct? So. Doing the big banks projects never works. So it's the same thing. If you do the small increments, you will achieve you achieve something. It might not be the best, but at least you keep achieving things. So the big bank never works. You cannot go from you know taking the subway to driving the Ferrari. But you can right. dream about driving that Ferrari. So how do you get there? How so, do you drive that Ferrari? So this is this is how your life has informed the way that you approach your implementations. You couldn't fulfill your ambitions in one big bang, but then that informs the way you approach a a ServiceNow project? We always approach, what is the goal as a partner, Mm -hmm. correct, or as a a consultant? Now, people pay you for what they don't know or what they cannot do, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So the key is not to think that you're smarter than the client, and that's the mistake Mm -hmm. that most people do. You know, as a consultant, they think that they're smarter than the client, and the client don't know. You know, the clients, most of them, they've been in that organization for a long time. They know how it works inside and inside out. The only advantage that we offer, all of us, as you know, as consultants, as partners, is the fact that we can we don't stay in one place. 
correct? Mm-hmm. We get to go to see multiple people. We actually get to date multiple clients, multiple people. So we know what to do or, or not what to do. Got if you. you date the same person your whole life, you actually that's the only thing you know. What I mean by you know dating is that yeah, yeah. we get to see multiple clients. So we get to see multiple realities. You know, every client think that what they're facing is special and they are special. But the thing is, all the issues are always the same. So we get to see multiple things. So we are there to provide advisory. So we are kind of advisors. Uh, so the key is to advise, to do small increments, start small and build on top of successes. So if you're, yeah. and we both know that ServiceNow um, Go ahead, uh, Robert. Yeah, I, to I want to in. ask you a question about that specifically because like, people know you because of your CMDB book, right? Well, I mean, that's. Yes. I mean, when I met you, that's how they know you. You have so you've done so much more since then, but you can't say Hashem Gamiri without have also having your CMDB book pop into your head. And this is like, I, I'd love for you to teach me. Okay, how yeah. do you, how do you go small on something like CMDB? Or how do you start small on something with CM, like CMDB? Okay, so CMDB, you know, the reason why I got to be known as CMDB, you know, Robert, you've been in this space for a long time. Uh-huh. So for me, you know, I come from a different world. I come from the CA Unicenter world. So when I started working off college in the 2000, I believe, uh-huh. um, for Bombardier Aerospace, I was implementing, you know, CA Unicenter globally for Bombardier. And uh, I was more into the CA Unicenter. And CA was like the hype at the time. It was the service now of the 1990s and early 2000. Uh, but they got too obnoxious and, you know, they did not improve on what they had built. So ServiceNow came from nowhere. They built what we know as the common data model and the ease of use and the cloud, you know, solution in the cloud. Even though, you know, the GUI is not the best good looking GUI out there, uh, they still, you know, took the market by surprise. The, the thing is, how CMDB, how do you start small? You know, most people complicate CMDBs and they buy mm-hmm. ServiceNow Discovery and they turn it on and they discover the world and without the thinking behind it. But what is the one use case that you're trying to achieve in any company? And that's the only question. So when I get the call and from clients or potential prospects and they say, I want to do a CMDB project. And my response is, CMDB is bullshit. You don't want to do a CMDB project. That's the last thing you want to do. You will go into fail. What are you trying to achieve? You know, we, we go basic. Are you trying to, to resolve your incidents quickly? Mm-hmm. Are you trying to understand where the problems are coming from? Are you trying to identify the impact of your changes because you have a P1 every week uh, due to crazy changes that are right. happening and you don't know about? Are you trying to make sure your customers are happy? Are you trying to understand your capacity? Are you trying to understand what you have because you you need to move to the cloud? So what is the one use case that you're trying to achieve and you need to know about? That's it. Can I test something there? Yeah, sure. Everybody should know that's on this call that I am not a CMDB person. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's kind of the area where I'm just like, I wave my hands and I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I'll tell you what not to do, which you and I will agree. Don't just turn on discovery and say, there's my CMDB. But I tell people that, that idea about the use case as well, right? Be sure you know why you need a CMDB, right? There's a why behind it. I mean, I've been to a customer site where I had to do a workshop. I was working for a vendor at the time, uh, a partner at the time. And they were like, okay, show up to this work, do a CMDB workshop with them. And I came in and I'm like, well, what do you want the CMDB to do? And they're like, what are you talking about? We want it to exist. 
but why do you <laughs> want it to exist, right? And so hours worth of digging, and we found out the only tangible use case they want is they wanted to know OS versions on all their servers. There's compliance frameworks they needed to support for that. I'm like, that's a that's an awesome use case. So let's just discover the servers and yeah. that version. Well, what about all the other tables and all the other fields? I'm like, but why? Like, you can't tell me how you'd use that information. So it sounds yeah. like at least I lucked out on the a right answer there. But what if they told you something like, we need a picture of what our organization looks like from a technology standpoint? Like, they, they, but to they, what, they basically to what wanted end? to be like the map. But to what end? What oh, is the end result there? You know, you know, why do you need to know about things that you don't have to? People quote unquote the equal CMDB to discovery, which is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so CMDB is the data, correct? It's the database yep. that holds the information. So when we look, we go with that aspect, ServiceNow is a CMDB because in ServiceNow I can use any table. So in reality, the users that I have there or the location table, or the company table, that are part of the CMDB. So ServiceNow is the CMDB. When we think about it, it's not just the affected CI that I select from that table or the affected business service or the relationship in between them. Everything that is in service now, I can use to one end. So the person always identifies the who and the location, for example, identifies the where and the CI, in this case, identifies the what, what's been affected. Anything can be in the CMDB and service now is the CMDB. So if you go with that logic, why would you want to know everything that you have? Too much information kills information. Too much data kills the data. Let's say you find the, the service, correct? Yeah. So then I ask, okay, how about governance? We have a CMDB. How about configuration management process? How about configuration management committee? Where is the governance in place? And they say, why do I need a process? You know, discovery will add my CI. Okay, but there are two things that are very, very important when you do CMDB. You want to make sure that no CIs are added without proper governance, without proper process. And you want to know that everything is added or was actually discovered or been added through integrations actually has been added the right way. So if you let discovery populate your CMDB, how do you make sure that you're actually discovering the right thing? Maybe you're discovering things that you shouldn't have. Mm. And maybe how do you know about that if you don't have the right process? So everything in reality starts from a request, a request to do something. A, a new server starts from a project or starts from a request to improve something. Maybe it's a move due to compliance. Maybe it's a decision from a company that says, we're getting rid of this data center and moving to the cloud. So everything starts from a reason. So if we catch the reasons, you can have the right process. So I would not recommend to discover the entire anything. I would recommend to do increments and start with what you need how you intend to manage your basic processes. So you need, this is something I stole from my wife's makeup kit. I told my wife, why do you pay this much for this makeup kit? And so I started looking at the box. It was a a nice golden box. So I turned it around and I see that they had this uh, process, even for makeup. And the first thing they started with was priming, you know, prime. Mm -hmm. So I was looking at it, I'm like, well, okay, it's interesting. This parallel can work actually for operational service management. And it's something I come up with, Robert. You know, I think it's important to mix ITSM and ITAM. So I remove the word IT and basically I call it OSM, Operational Service Management. I'm listening, man. Think, this is, this is yeah. great stuff. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I, do, I, do, I, do, I do talk a lot, so you have to stop me there. So, you know, it's important to not just think about, you know, service management or people call it IT service management, but IT is far removed now. I mean, you know, business is what drives any company, not IT. IT is part of the business. The word IT is obsolete. 
It's 1980. You know, as information technology, we are part of the business. We drive any business. You know, think about any business today. They need us. Mm-hmm. Right? They, so operational service management, you know, not just about putting in incident change requests. That's all basic. That's priming. You know, you should already have done that. But I know you, you're a lot, Robert, into PA, into performance analytics, and yep. you have a cool solutions that give you charts that everyone should check out, by the way. I'm doing oh, the assessment for guy. you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're, we're jumping in on the wagon, Robert, you know, at HGC. We are going partner with uh, with Unitrust and push your solutions. It's awesome solutions. But the key the key here is that it's the same thing with, with uh, reports, correct? We get us, as providers, to submit work. So mm-hmm. let's say someone calls me up and says, I need an SOW for, to implement incident management or to implement asset management. Yeah. There are two things that the clients, somehow, they really never want to see there or they don't ask about. First thing, training. It's always an afterthought. And the second thing is actually reports and metrics. That's always another afterthought. Oh, guy. So, you get me, get, yeah. me on my, get me all wound up on this. <laughs> so, like, How many scopes have you seen where it's like the final item on deploying a process is a bullet point that says do reporting. A lot, a yeah. lot. So all of them, all of them. The idea here is that training, always an afterthought, crazy. You know, how do you expect to push something without having trained everyone to use the solution? You know, they should not show up on Monday morning and, oh, okay, my God, I have now to use this ServiceNow incident management module and I have right. to, and no reports. You know, you look at CMDB dashboards, so ServiceNow, they have cool features. They don't do a good job on marketing or promoting their product. Are you talking like the, the, health, the, the health, the CMDB health dashboard? Exactly. I no, love how many... that thing. I love that. And that was what, London? Before London even. Kingston? I was working for a partner and they had some like, they used to have been a remedy partner. So they had a lot of people who were super CMDB savvy. And I was sitting in a session helping them learn ServiceNow's CMDB mechanics and I showed them that CMDB health check dashboard and everybody just got super quiet and leaned in. And then all of a sudden, everybody's like, Rob's a CMDB guy. Look at the genius thing that he's showing us. And I'm like, no, dude, like I, I know nothing about CMDB, but look at how awesome this chart. Like I look at that chart and all of a sudden the M part in CMDB makes sense. So many people think of CMDB being a, a thing that operates itself, but why would you have the M part in CMDB if there was no like all the time management of it? Totally agree. You know, only 10% of ServiceNow clients use the CMDB health dashboard. No. 10%. No one knows about it. So it's very important that people use and leverage performance analytics and they use and leverage reports and they use and leverage what's there in the platform. Because as nerds, you know, we all like technology. We all like to play around. We love to put new stuff. We have a client, it's a big bank in Florida. And, you know, we've been implementing crazy stuff this year. You know, I think we've done over like 20 projects, including like 10 applications for the business. You know, real digitalization, you know, not like just a buzzword, real stuff, you know, to help the business. But now we decided to stop. You know, we said for the next six months, we're not going to do any more projects. We're going to focus on operations, you know, reports, dashboards, operations. How do you use what we have done? Because it's important to take a step back and stop just putting new technologies in place. It's important to use what you put in place. And that's why people complain and they say ServiceNow is not doing it for me. Well, it has nothing to do with ServiceNow. It was the same 
think with Maximo IBM, before it was the same thing with CA Technologies, mm -hmm. it's not the technology, it's what you do with it. That's why we always say the three Ps. So the three Ps, people, process, platform, super important. So we tend to focus a lot on the platform, but how about people and process? And I think that's where organizations should focus the most. So when we look at CMDB, technology should come last. So that's why we defined an approach that I come up with over the years. And I can tell you how I jumped into the CMDB uh, bandwagon at some point. It's all about the scope, the span, and the methods. So the scope is what am I trying to achieve? What is my why? What am I trying to resolve? And what I want to manage in this instance? And what is my roadmap? So what is my scope of work? And I compare it to, most people say CMDB project fade. So I compare doing the CMDB project to actually digging your mm -hmm. own grave. The scope is how big am I going to to dig? Uh -huh. You know, the span is how deep I want to go. So how deep I want to dig that grave, correct? You know, how deep I want to go, what type of relationship I want to manage, what are, what are the attributes I need to manage. Now, most people focus on discovery, but discovery only shows you one piece. The most important information, it's not discovered, it's people focused, you know. What is that? Who's going to manage that CI? Who's the owner of that CI, regardless of the CI? You know, who's going to maintain it? Who's going to audit it? Where is that CI located? You know, somehow maybe you can automate that part with IP addresses. What is the expiration date of that said CI? You know, those things are not being discovered. You know, do you need people to manage that information? And then the method is how do I go about it? You know, how am I digging that, that, that hole? Mm -hmm. Am I going to use a machine, heavy machinery? And go faster am i going to use a shovel am i going to do it by hand because i mean uh, th that's the whole thing and the method then becomes am i going to use service node discovery am i going to load the data in excel sheets am i going to integrate and maybe all of the above so you see the method comes at the end and people usually start with the technology and then they fail and that's the reason why cmdb project fail so it's because people focus too much on technology and not enough on people and process there you go folks your, your wisdom for the day, Hisham, thank you for that because I just don't think there's enough pragmatic discussion about how to get CMD right. That isn't like also super biased to a product, right? Like every, there's tons and tons of products out there that work in the CMDB space to try and make that M part more manageable. But there, there just isn't enough conversation from people who have been there, done that to people who are still trying to get it done to really talk about the practical limits. Do you, do you ever listen to like IT skeptic? No. Ah, oh, his Twitter handle is IT Skeptic. I, I know him. I know the guy. Oh, you know, know him, him, right? Yeah, but yeah. like, he's got some great material on CMDB and its and its practical limits. Right? Your your views align so closely with them. I was wondering if 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 he had influenced you, but it sounds like you just learned it in the trenches, like like everybody else, well, right? I I jumped into ServiceNow in 2015. Uh, you know, before that, I was doing other products. Uh, the only reason, you know, before we were not doing CMDB projects. You know, you never heard that before. You know, we were doing implementations of service management, incident problem change. Mm -hmm. You know, and you load some some assets. I guess. You know, I'm talking about like late 90s, early 20s. You know, 2020. I guess. You know, so it was never a thought. It, I I stumbled upon it. Uh, I think my first project when I was on my own, it was in 2010 with a company called CenturyLink. And I was hired uh, because CenturyLink just bought another company that were bigger than them. Right. And they needed to, so they had the technology implemented, they had CMD Center in place, but they needed to understand 
the configuration items of that company that I just that I just bought. That was way bigger than them. So um, it had nothing to do with technology. So it was my first project. I had no idea where to start. So, and it was actually my first project on my own when I started being an employee and started my own company at the time. So it was more challenging. Um, so I tried to buy books. I think there were like one or two books that had CMDB in the title. And I did my research. And we actually succeeded to map uh, the information that we needed, the scope, the span. I just did not have the words around it at the time or the methodology. And then I kept, you know, being asked, uh, from various companies to help them on their CMDB journey. And that was on CA, that was on IBM Maximo, uh, on HPSM, on BMC. So you were, you're right. I mean, the challenge is the same, regardless of the technology. The only difference is the power of ServiceNow, because it's so flexible and so awesome. You know, when something is so awesome and so flexible, it becomes very dangerous, correct? If it's not oh, used yeah. the right. No doubt. It's like you get, it's like you get superpowers and then you become yeah. all of a sudden, if you Hi. turn to the dark side, yep. we all know Star Wars is coming up and I'm the big fan of Star Wars. Uh, so, you know, if you go, it's easy to switch to the dark side. So that service not for me. You yeah. know, it's a, like a, a Jedi weapon. And I, you're a Jedi and it's easy to switch to the dark side because it's so flexible and so easy to use. Yeah, my metaphors are always like, for this, are, are, are either like weaponry or machinery. The more power in the thing the faster and, and higher magnitude the danger when misapplied. Correct. And in applications that are built for building applications, the potential to misapply is staggering. Oh, definitely, definitely. But the power that you can get from yep. that is also amazing. Yeah. Um, That's why I spend so much time like with, like with the podcast, with the YouTube channel, like just trying to amp up the, the architecture game in the space, right? It's just like, it, it pays to just take like stop take a deep breath think about what you're doing don't like don't maximize for delivery maximize for design yeah I totally agree I'll give you an example you know quick on the side note sure. and, uh, we have a retail client they have stores all over Canada 1100 stores their challenge is coin change you know when they open the store on the Monday morning they need coins and the way they were doing it, they were scanning a piece of paper and putting in on paper the, you know, the coin orders. I want five rolls of $2. And uh, you guys don't have, you know, those type of coins. But in Canada, we have like $2 coins. And a dollar Toonies, coin. yeah. I'm Canadian, yeah. dude. You didn't know? I know you're yeah. Canadian. I know. I yeah. miss Toonies. Um, well, you're more American now than Canadian. Um, yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is true. Um, so... So the challenge was, you know, they were scanning those papers, sending them through a printer, uh, get received at the HQ, then they enter the information in SAP, then they send the order to uh, Royal Bank of Canada to send a truck for the, the coin. So we turned it around, actually, and we actually built a catalog for the stores where the store manager can go in and orders coins uh, automatically on the catalog item. And mm. they say, you know, just enter the number, and they press send, you know, send it to ServiceNow, gets approved by the regional manager, connects to SAP, push the order to Wild Bank, Wild Bank responds, responds, gets back to ServiceNow, and then, boom, order done, gonna be received on Wednesday morning, and they never missed a coin change or a coin delivery since then. I love stories like that, where it's just, it's, an, it's not where people would normally see ServiceNow applied, but... 
there we we applied it and we basically solved a commercial scale problem versus like an internal IT scale problem. The the opportunities are immense. So how does mm-hmm. CMDB fits into that? You know, you need your stores, correct? As CIs, uh-huh. you need you need your stores in service now as, as CIs as users. You need to manage the information there. So we're way far more removed from incident or change or right. or request or anything like that. We're, we're way past that. Hey, Hisham, we're creeping up on time here. Um, I want to thank you for joining us and, and awesome talk about the CMDB. I'm pretty sure we're going to have to get a part two squeezed in at some point. If there was anything you wanted to leave people with, right, either about ServiceNow or about just life in general or about HGC, what would it be? Thanks, Robert. We definitely need to do another session or two, uh, maybe in French this time. Um, oh, no, mon ami. French. <laughs> mon français. mon ami. Yeah, besoin de pratiquer. Like, I need to practice my Spanish, yeah. which I need to do every day. Mon um, français, c'est no, I think, I think... <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. You, yeah. need, you need to keep that one. People, you need to Google that. <laughs> um, no, I, 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 think, I think the approach is, is very simple. You know, I'm thankful uh, for my upbringing. I'm thankful for the life I have. Um, and, you know, regardless of ups and downs, you know, Robert, I know we had you know, a few discussions over the years, and I'm happy to see where we both are um, today. You know, I just had the baby 10 months ago. Oh, it's funny, at, at, at 42 years old. And the thing is, people say having a baby will change you. Um, and it's actually true. I, I never believed it before. So that, I, I won't say it changed my outcomes on life, but I think it gave me more resolve. Uh, definitely a resolve to, you know, build, I guess, a stronger company and people i think the misconception they always compare hgc to to me mm-hmm. uh, which is wrong i know i know even though the hg stands for my initials what I, what i want to say and maybe some of our employees will listen to this i hope is that i, I wouldn't be what i was or what i am today without the help uh, of the people around me you know my family my wife uh, my kid i guess with her smile every day and especially our employees i think our employees you know, the people that work with us, that trust us, you know, there's so many places, especially now, so many opportunities where people can work, you know, in, in technology. We're blessed to be in a field where the, it's endless employment, you know, people can find employment uh, on the next day. So I'm really happy and thankful for the people we have. You know, we have a very good team uh, of young talent, and I can go on and on about the team, uh, about each one. I'm really happy where we are today. You know, we have a very positive outcome going into 2020. Uh, we just became elite partner two weeks ago. Nice, We're very dude. proud yeah, about congrats. that. So we are, you know, the only elite partner in Quebec today. So yeah, I think that's uh, that's how I wanted to wrap up. And thanks, Robert, for inviting me today. Looking forward to the second one in the new year. <laughs> we'll get it done, buddy. I promise. Thanks. Thanks again for your time, ladies and gentlemen. Cheers, Hashem Gamrimi.